Welcome to the Ninja Lane Podcast Extras. I'm your host, Dennis Garcia, and with me today, I have Darren McCain. Hey, guys. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Borderlands 2, some tips and tricks and a little behind the scenes. Darren, if I was to ask you what the hottest game title was in the past two months, what would you say? Borderlands 2. And how much of that game have you been playing? Uh, more than I probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> you want, don't want to disclose, disclose any Steam time? Uh, my wife might be listening to this podcast. Oh, um, okay. I think my my log time on it is 108 hours last time I checked. Wow, that's like Skyrim time. Um, it is a little more than I thought. Now, I, I confess there's been a little bit of idle screen time in there, uh, but probably not more than a couple hours. Yeah, I think I'm up to about 20 hours. My character is level 20, thanks to some online play with Mr. Darren here. Yeah, there is that. And so, before the podcast, you were telling me you have, what, four characters that you play? So that's an interesting interesting comment. So I like Axton, which is the commando class. Mm -hmm. And what differentiates him from the rest of the characters is, much like in the first Borderlands, he uh, throws out a like a little turret station that fights alongside you. Reminds me of the engineer in Team Fortress 2. Yes, a lot, which is probably why I like him. Well, maybe some of it. Yeah. And I uh, I really enjoy the whole concept of tactically placing the cannon and then using it as a as an asset or a cover fire or a distraction or any number of different ways you can <laughs> throw that bad boy out there. Yeah. Now, was that the same character that you played in the original Borderlands? No, the same they, they, they're all new in Borderlands 2, although there is some similarity, and maybe that is the most similar character to uh, the original. But uh, as you've already seen from playing through it, the characters from the first Borderlands make cameos as NPCs in the second game. Oh, that's true. Uh, what was that? I was playing with Tiny Tina, <laughs> and uh, there was a character that was sniping for me. And Mordecai, almost, yes, yeah. from the first one. And one of my favorite characters from the first one. And he even has Bloodwing, his eagle companion, which you could uh, upgrade from the original Borderlands, which I would highly encourage folks to check out if they haven't. And it's very, very affordable. Cool. Now, not to uh, over-disclose, but what what level are your characters right now? Ooh, so we were going to talk about that. I told you there was a bit of a story. So I, yesterday, yesterday, reached level 50 with my commando. As of this recording, by the way. As of this recording. Yeah, hopefully by the time this is live, I'll have all of them 50, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> but um, And I'm very excited because right now that's the level cap. And in fact, when you achieve level 50, the game tells you that you've achieved that achievement. <laughs> that's a mouthful. <laughs> yep. And it says, reached level cap 50 for now. So a little foreshadowing. A little bit. Now, I have... One of each of the character types now, but my uh, my sniper, um, which is the assassin class, is my secondary character, and he or she, it's sort of a little vague. They, is, that's uh, one of the in-game jokes, actually, because I play as that character, too, uh-huh. and sometimes you go and talk with an NPC, and they say he or she, and then question <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, okay. So I am level... 16 i think with that character but uh the reason that's kind of interesting comment is this week or last week now yesterday is the day this fired up (laughs) they had some uh special content out for the holiday which was halloween yeah 
and you could unlock a custom skin by entering a shift code, which is an interesting part of the game. And to explain shift codes a little bit, they release content, and it's not game-changing content per se, via their Facebook and Twitter, and you can enter these uh, promotional codes in-game. Now, you have to actually be logged into the game, which does make it a little challenging if you're at work or whatever when these codes come out, because they're only available for a very limited amount of time. Yeah, very frustrating. <laughs> but I've gotten a handful of them, and you could unlock a skin for each of the characters in a Halloween theme. And they are kind of neat black and yellow outfits, and they have fun names. Um, and I think that the Axton one, for example, is the man with the golden pun. <laughs> uh, nice, so a good play on words. and mm-hmm. Which is kind of, you know, that's what Borderlands theme is like. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy, that's for sure. It's almost like watching one of those situational comedy <laughs> movies in a first-person shooter game. Lots of in-jokes about other games and pop culture. But anyway, so to unlock those things, you put in your shift codes, and then you had to log into the actual game itself, open up your character in the inventory, and you would see this skin, and you click on it to activate it. Now, the catch is that they don't give you the skin for the character that you're playing. So to get the Axton skin, I actually had to create a character of each type, because I wanted all the skins, and then go in, I believe it was the Gunzerker, which is the two-handed wheeling berserker character, was the one that came with my Axton skin. Wow. So I now have one of each of the characters at level three or level four, because <laughs> when I build a character, I make the extra effort to at least get through the initial area. Oh yeah, so you can get to Sanctuary and get your... Uh... Uh, the claptrap secret stash and well, be able to change stuff. Yeah, and in fact, I didn't actually get to Sanctuary, to be truthful. I only got to the first uh, save point, which is on the southern shelf, if you're playing this. That's yeah. not very far. Most people make it to level 8 or level 9 by the time they hit Sanctuary. And sadly, I think I was in Sanctuary at level 8 or whatever, mm-hmm. but... Somehow I got there, and somebody kind of teleported me, and then all of a sudden I can't start over where I was. (laughs) So that's some fun stuff to talk about, but I want to wind up the little bit on shift codes by talking about the other major thing about shift codes, and that is that you can get a golden key. Ooh, yes, the golden key. So the golden key is very cool, and most folks that have the game um, got it with the game. They got a special pre-order bonus, which is still available through some locations so it's not that exclusive yeah. but it came with a couple of golden keys i can't remember if it's two or one because i uh i have two i think yeah. with each of my characters but long story short when you arrive at sanctuary there is a very attractive gold uh chest i guess is a good description for it mm-hmm. that you've now been trained by playing for eight levels is a weapon cache So 99% of the people that I know, and I've heard is nearly everybody, immediately wander over and click on it to see what's in it, not realizing that they've wasted their fancy golden key on opening this case, which provides a fairly rare set of items that are conveniently at the same level you are. Ah, yes. So if you open the chest at level 8 or level 9, you get a level 8 or 9 rare item which is only good for a couple of levels <laughs> yeah there's a a couple of like a sniper rifle and a shotgun that i believe i got from you mm-hmm. which are level 13 i believe i'm 20 now 
as of this recording. Mm -hmm. And those happen to be the most powerful things that I've found. And conveniently, those both came out of that golden crate. <laughs> my my second key. Right. Now, <laughs> the little secret of the golden key, you told me it came from a little birdie online. Mm -hmm. And I believe he was a dev? So one night I was playing Borderlands, um, and they were testing the shift key system. So you could get a bunch of shift keys on Twitter, and they were kind of posting them at random, and they're always good for like an hour. So right. um, I had been kind of watching that all day through one of my deal sites, slickdeals.net, had a thread on it, and I'd put an alert on it. So all day long I'm getting these frustrating, ah, oh, the key's out, followed <laughs> by, ah, oh, the key's no good. <laughs> and so I got home and managed to get a set in, so I had extra keys, which is why I tried some at level 13, because I suddenly had more keys mm -hmm. but anyway i was online playing and i had a guy that's on my playlist through steam uh that i don't really know very well but i played some team fortress 2 i believe with him mm -hmm. or maybe dungeon defenders i don't know i have a pretty good list of folks from playing on steam for so many years and out of the blue he says hey uh do you want to come play with me and get yourself leveled up but i'm like um okay yeah and then he says you really should come play with me and <laughs> so i had no excuse not to so i joined his game yeah and my buddy is level 50 already because he's very committed to the game mm -hmm. and he is playing with two other guys and one of them uh claims to be a developer from gearbox okay that now. seems to be a the golden ticket right there so He's dinking around, basically testing his key system. So we're playing around, and he is spawning uh, rare items. <laughs> and he has a virtually unlimited set of keys to the box. Yeah. So he's testing the keys. Now, I'm a little sketchy still about the details, so I won't spill any account names. <laughs> but long story short is... Um, he was basically spawning purple and gold items, which are the rare and very rares, mm -hmm. and then uh, opening the box and seeing what was in the box and having a conversation with us about whether the equipment was any good compared to the stuff we were earning in the game. And then we uh, played a couple of missions to compare it to what we would get if we beat uh, some level 50 missions. And then he basically said, had fun and left, <laughs> I'm assuming to the next game. But anyway... Uh, so I ended up with a lot of pretty cool uh, purple and gold items that were, at that point, level 12. And yeah. he had made the caveat that, well, you know, it's not a big deal because it's not going to ruin your game. They'll only be good for a level or two anyway. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't give these to a level 50. <laughs> so I did. And that is how I got, um, I don't know, 15 or 20, whatever my... Uh, backpack space allowed at level 12 is worth of of items that I held on to probably longer than I should have. Yeah, and also how you leveled so quickly because mm -hmm. um, you were level 47, I believe, when we played last. Mm -hmm. And I was 13, I believe. And by the time we were done, I was up to 18 and I hadn't fired a shot and I think I died three times. So for folks that don't have Borderlands 2, let's talk about multiplayer. Yes, because that is really the key well, they reward you for playing multiplayer. It does. In fact, I enjoy playing solo, but I find that the game is, well, some of the missions are difficult to beat. Mm -hmm. 
I've it's, noticed that, actually. And you don't get a lot of good gear. No. So Borderlands rewards you by increasing the difficulty of the creatures for each player that joins, mm-hmm. up to four, and also increases the quality of the loot drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty exponential. So your second player increases it, I'd say, more than 25%. And your third and your fourth and whatever. And if you're running with a equipment item that increases your rare loot drops, which I have um, one of those, which most of the pre-order folks have, mm-hmm. and I'm told you could find them in game, although I have not. Yeah, uh, will even increase the quality of those further. <laughs> so playing multiplayer is a lot of fun, but that's not even probably the major point. The major point is, unbeknownst to you or maybe you know this already, you're always playing online and you're always playing in a multiplayer game. Yes, I have noticed that. Because for me, I needed to understand Borderlands 2 because I didn't play the original. And I knew the game style. I just needed to familiarize myself with how the backpack worked and how Mm -hmm. many spots I had and what, like if I grab a shield, which one's active and so on and so forth. So I needed to get some real game time in. And lo and behold hey here comes darren say hey join my game or he just kind of pops in and then all of a sudden the difficulty of the game changes almost you know instantly so it's important to note that the game scales to the host right so if i join dennis's game with my level 50 it's not going to be very much fun for me Mm -hmm. and it might not be as much fun for dennis because the characters are stronger and I don't really take any damage from the creatures. So the game warns you when it thinks there's a good match, which seems to be give or take two or three levels. Yeah. And when you try to join somebody that's not a good match, it will tell you. Mm-hmm. But there's no real negative. So I can be hosting a game, invite Dennis Cold through Steam, and he can join my game unknowingly joining my level 50 game. Mm-hmm. And it didn't tell me about... You know, the creatures being more difficult. It's just mm-hmm. all of a sudden, hey, you get invited to go play a game. So if you've played the original Borderlands, or you've played enough Borderlands 2, you may notice that when you aim at a creature, it will tell you if this creature is going to destroy you miserably in a painful and difficult way <laughs> by placing a red skull next to its lifeline. Mm-hmm. And the red skull means you should not be able to damage or kill this creature. Please go away. <laughs> I believe with my most powerful weapon at point-blank range, I was doing one point of damage in your level 47 game. So leveling your guy up really quick probably sounds like a really great idea because you're going to be really powerful really fast. Mm -hmm. And in Dungeon Defenders, actually, that is something that a lot of folks like to do. Right. Um, In Borderlands 2, I would warn you this is a really bad idea, which I learned the hard way. And because of it, now I have a serious character, mm-hmm. my commando, and my, oh my gosh, I've completely screwed up the balance assassin. <laughs> because what happens is the game doesn't open up areas to you unless you go there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't open up the quests unless you find them or the story in the correct order. And all of these things in your first playthrough, and that's an important point, your yep. first playthrough are not scaled to you, they're scaled to the story. So you might be level 17, but the mission that you have to run to progress the game might be level 8 or level 9. Mm-hmm. I've and noticed that. it isn't going to be much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that myself mm-hmm. in that I am 
doing level 13 missions and I'm a level 20 character, all the loot drops are level 12, level 13. Mm-hmm. So I already have powerful weapons that are beyond what I'm finding. So there's no reason for me to pick up anything unless I want to go pick it up and sell it. Yeah, make a little money. And that's the other thing. It's like if you play with somebody that is really high, they give you all of their junk, mm-hmm. which now is worthless to them, and you can sell it for 30000 credits and yeah, stuff so like that. Yeah, so you don't have any need for money. I would tell you this is a big problem of the game. In fact, it was my biggest complaint. Even if you don't power level or get your hand-me-down equipment, the game difficulty isn't that great. In fact, I found that I only died if I did really stupid stuff. <laughs> and that's not hard to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Uh, and mostly what that involves is going in and aggroing uh, way too many enemies and then not being able to get to a safe place to kill them. Yeah, that's true. So I mentioned this was the first playthrough. Now, the second playthrough is a completely different animal. So I beat the game the first time at I want to say level 34 give or take a couple levels mm-hmm. um, I don't honestly remember which is a different story <laughs> but um, the once you've beaten the game it immediately tells you hey you can continue to play or you can restart in true vault hunter mode Ooh, yes you told me about this so true vault hunter mode changes the entire game in what I think is a good way. In fact, I would have liked to have had the opportunity to choose true vault hunter mode from the very beginning. Right. Now, if I remember correctly, vault hunter mode changes it to scale the game to you, not necessarily to the mission. That's correct. Everything scales to you and it starts the game over. So you're playing the same missions, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of them. So it's not terrible. You probably remember it, but suddenly where you were fighting enemies that were pretty weak, they're spawning characters that are at your level plus or minus about two. Wow. And that is that is an amazing difference. And uh, one of the things we haven't talked about is Borderlands has different types of enemies with different types of armor and resistances. Mm-hmm. So your weapons have, I think there's five different elemental types of damage. They give you bonuses and penalties. Yes. So if you're fighting, for example, something that has armor... You will do very little damage to it unless you're using a corrosive weapon or maybe a good explosive weapon. Right. But uh, when you're suddenly facing everything that's at level, for me, 48 plus, Mm -hmm. and you may not have a very strong corrosive weapon, those are very challenging. And there are lots of them. Yes. I've noticed that, uh, like my shotgun, for instance, has fire damage. Mm -hmm. It works really well if the enemies aren't armored. But then if they do have armor, it takes quite a bit to get through the armor. And then once you get to the skin, then they start burning and then you're good to go. So it does create an interesting problem there also. I'm about ready to beat the game for the second time. Mm -hmm. I'm either one chapter or two chapters away. I can't remember for sure. I think it's two. And I'm at level 50. Um, So I'm trying to find level 50 gear. And uh, what I'm finding is most of the gear I find is 46 to 48, which... It's still pretty awesome, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get a good pass of weapons so I have a, a nice mix of the different elementals and the different styles of weapons. Yeah, you need to have at least one of everything in your backpack mm-hmm. if you want to make it through. So 
it's where I'm at now is I find myself not unlike Dungeon Defenders, which is designed for farming, <laughs> in a mode where some of the missions are difficult enough now that I can beat them, but I die a lot. And right. when you die, it costs you money. <laughs> now, the one thing that I noticed that I didn't really like, and I believe you mentioned this too, was the multiplayer aspect of it. Anybody can join your game. Oh, yeah. And, and you have no control. If they're on your buddy list, they can join you whether you want them to or not. Right. Now, you might be able to play through a mission. And if you join somebody else's game, then you're playing on their missions. Mm-hmm. Now, you get to the end of the mission. Like for me, I got to Sanctuary, and I don't remember how getting how I got to Sanctuary. True. Now, uh, you were talking about how you went and were playing with somebody, and you passed a mission... And then you went back to your own game and started playing, and you ran into that mission. Yes. And it said, hey, do you want to play this, or do you want to skip it? So that is actually a really great point. I mentioned there was a bit of a story about my meeting the game, and Mm -hmm. that is the story. So my buddy Garrett uh, loves Borderlands 2 also, and had gotten ahead of me a bit in levels. So I'd gotten in the habit of when I saw him online, I would drop in and play with him a little bit with whatever was my closest level match. Yeah. Well, after a couple of weeks of him getting ahead of me, he was eh, probably five or six levels ahead of me. So I joined his game and found that I'd reached the point where I wasn't very useful, but was still having a good time. Yeah. So I stuck it out, and we played a couple of missions that he was in the middle of, so I didn't realize that we were in the last chapter of the game. <laughs> okay, well, it's kind of hard to tell, actually. Yeah, it is, and it was just a new area to me. So we reached the end, and... We fought the end, without spoiling it for you guys, and I thought it was pretty cool, but I did not realize it was the end. We defeated it, and it was a good battle. I enjoyed it, and it spawned a little popcorn popper full of good stuff, and like a good support character that I am, he got the first choice of stuff, and I picked up whatever he didn't want, Yeah, and that included um, some beat the end of game uh, swag. Oh, of course. So anyway, long story short, we beat the game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And then it immediately pops up the you beat the game cinematic and the, hey, would you like to play in Vault Hunter mode? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> um, no. All right. Well, I'll just come back and beat this again later. So I was playing along in my own game, several levels behind, and I hit an area that apparently I'd beat before with him, and it pops up a hey, you've already beat this area. Would you like to skip it? And I'm like, um, sure. <laughs> so I hit yes, not really sure what I was agreeing to. And what do you know? End of game cinematic rolls. And I'm like, oh God, I just missed my chance to beat the game again. Uh. And, uh, you know, you can go back in, which I did, and refight that area. But the in-game boss is no longer there. The in-game swag doesn't spawn. And so now I am slowly working my way up with my next character so that I can get my end-of-game skin and my end-of-game item. But I blew it. And that's just unfortunate. Yeah, which is really kind of odd. But eh, it's part of the game. So my warning to you is there are dramatic consequences when you play multiplayer with a higher level. (laughs) Not only do you risk putting the game in out of its difficulty curve mm-hmm. to a point where it gets kind of uh, grind and boring or you might do like i do and skip a critical piece of the game and miss whatever quest related swag you would have gotten 
Yeah. Some of which is really good. And it's almost like you need to have two characters, one that you play online with other people, and mm -hmm. then another one that you can just play through and enjoy the story the way you mm -hmm. want it. And that's exactly what I've ended up with, is one character that I'm playing the game straight, and one that I don't mind if I'm out of balance, because I only really just join other people's games with it. Yeah. Well, Borderlands 2 is a pretty awesome game, and you know if you have an NVIDIA graphics card, you can enable the PhysX and... Uh, as we mentioned in one of the articles, if you have a dedicated video card, it'll even run faster. Definitely a must pick up. I've seen it on sale already under $30 if you're patient and watching the sale sites. So a must pick up. And if you're curious and don't want to spend that much money, the original Borderlands, I haven't seen in a while, but I'm told is in the low teens. Wow. I might and have to pick that up. It's a must play in the same kind of irreverent, hilarious formula. And if you're online and feel like a game, uh, come on over. Yeah, Steam Group, Ninja Lane. This has been a Ninja Lane production, copyright 2012. Thanks for listening.